that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. Sean Payton did an interview yesterday. He did an interview with Jeff Duncan, who we've talked about um, periodically here over the last two and a half weeks. Jeff Duncan, based out of New Orleans, writes for their paper down there, writes for NOLA.com, the website. And he wrote a book with Sean Payton. There's, There's a relationship there that when the news broke, I only know of one interview that Sean Payton has done. It's with Jeff Duncan. So... Um, doesn't mean that everything Jeff Duncan reported on the last two and a half weeks is accurate. We know that's not the case. Yeah, in which he admitted a, a big swing and misses. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And and he he admitted them. So, but but yeah, they 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 do have a tight relationship. It seems. Yeah. So he was uh, asked about working with Russell Wilson, and I said going into the break, and I think I think I, I think I think I'm right on this, but of course I'm speculating. When Sean Payton was asked about Russ, working with Russell Wilson, his answer may have bothered the quarterback a year ago. May have even upset him. Because this is what Sean Payton said. Russell is a hard worker and has played at a high level and won a lot of games in this league. The pressure is on us to put a good run game together and reduce the degree of di- difficulty of his position. I'm excited about him. End quote. Maybe a year ago, because Russ came here to do what? Cook. He came here to cook. In he, the pocket. He cook. came to play within the pocket. He came to maybe win an MVP. Yeah. Throw uh, for a lot of yards. Throw for a ton of yards. And just do what he wasn't allowed to necessarily do in Seattle. So if this this last offseason, one year ago, if the new coach came in and said, the pressure is on us? To put a good run game together, that may have actually yeah. bothered him, pissed him off maybe a little bit. This year, you're going to take what's what's given to you. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a, a humbling. You to be humbled to kind of, okay, oh, man, I got a little bit ahead of myself here. Yep. Let me slow my roll and get back to what I do best and get back to what works, get back to winning Get back to just being successful as a team, and that will trickle down to me being successful as a quarterback, right? You know, you're like, hey, get a little bit full of yourself, right? Yeah. Start smelling yourself a little bit, and you're mm. like, huh, huh? It's about me. I'm I'm the big dog here, and and then uh, you know, it's um, sometimes it's good to be humbled, and obviously, hopefully, Russ has been humbled and was able to take a look in the mirror. We don't quite know that yet. We don't. Um, I think. I would lean towards uh, he has, and he's uh, open and receptive to change and to uh, coaching, all those things, right? I mean, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you, after what he went, I mean, he he got drugged through it. I mean, right? I mean, it was as bad as it could get for him on the football field, but also off the field, social media. People were coming at him constantly with haymakers. And it wasn't just Joe Public. It was former players. It was former teammates. It was the national media. It picked up steam. I mean, you could argue, and Russ was really bad on the football field. I mean, he was he was um, a bottom five starting quarterback in the NFL this year. 
I think off the field was actually worse. Yeah. It was a lot. It he was. was. He went through a, a lot this year. And so hopefully that helps him just get back to... To recenter him? Yeah, and, and, and maybe a different mindset right this year. Just a different, complete different mindset. Like, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not worried about playing to 44 and being a pocket quarterback. I, I, I need all that other stuff. And I'm okay with all that other stuff. I mean, let, let's just win. Let's just be successful. I got to, I mean, if you don't look at now and say, hey, I, I, I got to get in the Hall of Fame. You know, I got to continue to win football games and, and play at a higher level. How do I play at a ho- higher level to, you know, reopen that door to the Hall of Fame? Well, I need a good running game. I need, I need pieces around me. I can't do it all by myself. And, you know, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is. But I, I believe that that has been a wake-up call. I, I hope, hope. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and, and if it doesn't have, happen after this year, um, it'll never happen. If, I mean, this is like the ultimate example of being humbled. And, you know, if you're still smelling yourself, as you put it, by the way, he's probably wearing his own fragrance, who just won, just won an award this past week. Oh, award? Yeah, him and Sierra's fragrance won like a Hollywood oh. uh, a Hollywood creators. Did you guys see that? What, is, this like, like, is this like the Pro Bowl of fragrance? <laughs> it might they just give out awards to I, everyone? I think it's just for like people within Hollywood that create something right. of their own, their fragrance. God, best fragrance? Man. I don't know. Um, so, so whatever. But... But I'll tell you this, and I'm going to bring this up here. And the reason we're talking about this, if you're just joining us, when Sean Payton was asked yesterday about working with Russell Wilson, he said the pressure is on us to put a good running game together. And a year ago, that might have like really pricked some sensitive skin of his. Um, obviously, not literally, um, but it, it could have it could have stung him a little bit. Um, now you don't have a choice. The one thing, the one thing that I point to and say. Oh, you just really actually don't get it. Yeah. You already know what, what I'm going to say, probably. The hype video after the end of the season? After it was all said and done, and after all the ridicule was heaped on, and after all the narrative flipped on you, and after all the momentum against you, and you're a, fi- a quarterback of a 5-12 and 12 team, you released a hype video about you and your teammates and saying the work starts now, and it's just the most off-putting, lack of self-awareness thing among all the stuff that right. Russell did. And there is a library at this point. Um, that 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 actually bothered me the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you didn't learn anything during the right? season, like right? how bad it was and what you went through. And like I, I would just want to close that door. Yes. That 2022 season, just close it. Put it away and never see it again. Right. Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, go away. Go to right. Thailand. Yes. Just, 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 just stand out for a bit. I am out of here. I'm going to lay low. It was two days after the season. Ended. And you bring attention yeah. to this yeah. crap? Yeah. To what we had to watch? Like you're bringing more attention to it. Why? How? Anybody with common, anybody with common sense would say, no. It was a complete disaster. And you should know that as... Because you went through it more than anyone. Right. I, 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 that, that gets me to, I just can't, I can't fathom doing that. You know, and I don't know, Zach, I mean, how about this? Okay, how about this? I'll try to I'll play devil's advocate here. You ready? No. Yes. No, I'm not. Well, I'm just going to give it to you. I just want to okay. hear your all thoughts. Right. All okay? right, all right, all right. He didn't have anything to do with this. Russ didn't have anything to do with this. This is all his 
PR team, you know, and, you know, they, they just control that stuff. And, you know, that's what they've done every single year. It has nothing to do with Russ at all. Um, and I'm playing devil's advocate, right? And, yep. and, and he's just, he's just, you know, he, he was actually, you know, on, um, well, he was waking up at 530 that morning. Remember, he told us 5 mm-hmm. o'clock it starts to mm-hmm. work. So he was doing workouts, and they just put that out there um, on their own because that's what they do. That's what they get paid to do. They get right. paid to, to put out content, Zach. Right. Um, my my simplistic pushback would be by the time that that was sent, conversations that have already been had. They, they are your team. They live here in Denver because you moved them all here. A conversation should have already been had that that was just a bad idea. Everything, everything goes to a stop. I actually don't need the two hundred grand that they're paying me. I'm making a quarter billion dollars. Everyone, everyone's still on payroll, but we're just going to stay down for a little bit. We're going to pop back up in the summer, but we need to just, from a PR standpoint, let's just keep our head down and stay below the fray. That should have happened. It should have happened. But but, if, but what but if, if it didn't happen? What if, what if he's just what if he's just working out? He didn't even think that they were going to put out a hype video for the season. He's just doing his own thing. You know, he's um, you know, he's he's being husband to Sierra and, and father now and they're doing dinners and they're going, you know, whatever and yeah. that's kind of where his mind is and he's not thinking that oh, y'all putting out a hype video for that. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to give him one out here. Hopefully, maybe th- there is a universe that exists where that is the case. It's just not the universe that I live in. So, but maybe maybe I can tie my brain into a pretzel and go there. Um, maybe maybe. But um, with Sean Payton in the fold now, do you think that Sean Payton will have a conversation with Russ about any of this stuff? Absolutely. They've already talked. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. We know that. Yep. What would be the topic of the conversation? Let me just speculate on one of the topics. Can I coach you hard, Russ? Can I coach you? Are you coachable? Right? I know that's what I would ask if I was Sean Payton. And you see what's going on and, you know, how things unfolded. It's like, hey, you know, if I'm going to go to Denver and take over this mess and try to fix you, Russ, you know, are you on board? Are you on board with being coached hard? I, I think that would be my main uh, question I would ask him. And I think, um, obviously, if you do ask Russ, you know what Russ would say. Yeah, he did, I mean, he did not have a choice, though. Right, because right. he wants Sean Payton. He wanted Sean yeah, Payton. Yeah, he did. It's pretty obvious. Colin Coward put that out there, that right. Russ reached out to Sean and said, like, I know, and the way Colin phrased it, and who knows if Russ has said it like this, but he said, I, I, Russ knows that he needs fixing. Yeah. And so I think you would want assurances if you were Sean Payton that he, he, he that's who he is. That's really who he is. He's not just saying that, hey, if I come to town now, things are going to be different. You know, you're going to be coached up. We're going to coach you hard. We got to get your footwork fixed. We got to get your reads, your progressions. We got to get all that stuff fixed. You're going to be coached and you're going to be called out and you're going to just like everyone else. Are you okay with that? Because if not, it's not worth coming here and dealing with that if you're a guy like Sean Payton. So I think that would be um, my main question that I would ask Russell Wilson. I, what else What else would you um, – I don't think you would get into the conversation about the, the entourage and all the other stuff at that point. I mean, I, I, I think first and foremost, you know, you just want to make sure that this guy is all in with whatever it takes because I'm the captain of the ship now. And you're just a passenger. Are you good with that? Because, you know, it might not be pretty sometimes. But I'm going to keep it real with you, and we're going to try to get this thing fixed. 
I think that's that's the the ultimately that's the one question that you needed answers before you took the job. Uh, uh, every all that other stuff you can kind of figure it out. You know, office or you know special access, all that stuff we can we can figure out, and and that's all secondary stuff too. Yeah. I think the main issue and topic needed to be coachability. When, if that conversation did happen and Sean uh, Payton said, "Hey, can I coach you hard?" Do you think that's almost <clears throat> it, it, like it's implied that maybe you curl back the other stuff? Like, I don't want to be out at training camp practice and seeing fourteen people roaming around like an amoeba on the sideline, walking back and forth in and out, in and out of the facility. No, I don't think so. No? I don't think that's implied at all. I mean, I think those are two totally different things. Uh, My question would be, does Sean even know? Like, does he know about that stuff? Has he been told about that stuff? And, and the other one is, does he even care? He might not even care, right? He might say, like, I don't care if he has an office. Like, to me, the office thing is like, I don't care about the office. No, I don't either, but some people do. But what about the quarterback's coach having access to the facility? Yeah, no, I, I, don't, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's a good idea, no. Um, certainly not. I mean, this, hey, you're in here. We're going to coach you up how we're going to coach you up. We can't have two voices here. Uh, and and I think that's probably another thing that, he, you know, if he did, like, hey, there's just one voice. We're going to do things my way and our way, and that's the way it's going to be done. And um, But, no, the, the, they, they shouldn't have. Look, if Russ wants an office, that's fine, but you don't need your quarterback coach to have access to the facility or your, you know, Whoever else, coach, yeah. you don't you don't need those people to be uh, in in the facility at all. So I think certain things might need to be reined in. Sean might not care with 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 a lot of his stuff, but he might. Who knows how that he, he uh, might not care now and then develops a caring. Yeah, could could I, I, he might not even know, and he might know everything. I, I you know when it comes to things like that, not not sure how that went. I think, but first and foremost, he wanted to make sure. Russ was good with some tough love, some tough coaching to get things back on track, and then um, then those other conversations could be had. Yeah. Um, I, I have a tendency to believe that some semblance of that conversation, even if it was like a relative of that conversation, was had. Um, I, th- I do think you're going to see a difference this year in training camp without even a conversation. I think there has to be a collective step back from all the stuff. What do you mean Russ. without a conversation, though? Um, I think this year went so bad. And Russ hears everything. And I'm not even talking about, like, people on the radio or writing for outlets. or Like, he heard a lot of stuff from his former teammates, a lot of national media stuff. And I think he was humbled to such a degree. I'm hoping that there is an organic, like, even under the radar, not like big, like, wholesale change, but, like, just a little bit. What does that look like? What would, I mean, like... Because because I, I I give you a little pushback on this um, because we just talked about it. They put out a hype video two days after you know one of the worst seasons in Broncos history, the worst season Russ had, has, has ever had in his career, and they put out a hype video. And how do you think they view themselves? A list celebrities. Like this is just what we do. This is what we get. You know, I'm getting the parking spot right there, you know, outside of the, the, the gate. And I'm getting the special access um, uh, that, that we get. And I'm getting to go into the facility because uh, that's who we are. We, we are celebrities. I mean, I, that's what we deserve. So I think that sometimes when the right leader is around, they don't need to tell you what to do and, and how to do it and what to correct 
there's like a natural internal compass of this doesn't feel right when that guy is around. And I would imagine Peyton uh, Manning, um, and obviously you can uniquely speak to this, but like I would imagine Peyton didn't need to tell everyone what to do all the time. You just kind of had a tendency to figure out whatever you thought was best to do that when that guy was around. I have the same feeling it's Bill Belichick in New England. Doesn't need to have micro conversations. But you Bill know. had to kick Guerrero out. Sure. Eventually. I mean, sure. he had to tell him, like, yeah, this guy's not coming to the facility anymore. Go get your own office space over there. I, I just think with Russ that, you know, if, if you wanted to change, you have to tell him. Like, no, they're not going into the facility anymore. They're not going to the arcade room. That's just not, no. If you want to come to practice, that's fine. They can come in that side gate, but then they stay in the tent like everybody else's family. So right. I think it's we'll going to take, yeah, I think it's going to take Sean Payton or someone to specifically lay the groundwork um, because, you know, do you want to tell your wife that? Because, Why not? No. I mean, you know, it's, it's and, and you know, the, you, you have it, then you're going to pull it away, and, you know, she's Sierra. Yeah. What does what does fixing Russ look like? Like this is the ownership has talked about it. George Payton talked about it. There's a bit of an admission in the press conference um, that kind of was like the sort of neutering of George Payton uh, when Penner got up there and they were asked, hey, can do you think Russ is fixable? He's like, yes, like we, we do believe that's the case for you even to respond that way. You're kind of you're you're acknowledging that just how bad it was and, and how could you deny it? Um but are the days of him th- – Stoke, he just threw 40 touchdowns t- in 2020. 40. Threw 16 of them this year. Ooh. With the same amount of games. Went from 40 two years ago to 16. Does fixing Russ look like it did at the peak of his powers? Did, uh, are we getting 75% of it? I mean, if he threw 16 touchdowns, can he get back to – 26? Yeah. I mean, he threw 26 touchdowns as a rookie. Yeah. Um, well, I think when you say fixing Russ, I think, okay, what, what needs to be fixed the most? That's what we have to do. And it starts with anything else, your foundation. What is your foundation as a quarterback? It is your footwork. It is your progression, your reads, and going through uh, having proper footwork and mechanics to be able to throw accurate passes and and then it is going through the right reads and progressions, and I think that's where it starts. I think you just have to start kind of completely over with uh, Russell Wilson, and 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 that's where you, you start with the basics. That is I, so unusual to hear, and you're I think you're spot on. But he's going into his age thirty five season, and you got to start with the basics and just start over. Right, you got to just start. You know, sometimes you get you know the great ones. I mean, you can get off base, and and you just start developing bad habits and bad thoughts and. Um, you know, you, you're looking to get out of the pocket after one read and duck out of there so you can get air. You know, it's like you're drowning in the pocket. That's what it felt like with Russ last year. Yeah. Like he could not function in the pocket. And even when there wasn't pressure, he felt pressure because that was his, that was his oxygen getting outside of the pocket. It really was. And, but you, you have to just, you have to start over with, with all those things to, to try to fix Russ. And then, you know, all the other things will take care of themselves. Hopefully. Hopefully. Interesting. Um, I mean, what do you think of when you think of like, hey, Russ needs fixing? What do you think of? I think of a heavy run game to start. That's like the baseline of this pyramid. Take, some, take stuff off his plate. 
Like, without even thinking twice about it, like the Broncos are going to win one more game than they did this past year at a bare minimum because what happened at the end of a Colts game would never happen under Sean Payton, ever. And so I think that having having a, a, a having a, a heavy run game uh, to start, play action, uh, getting getting him out of the pocket, bootleg stuff. Quite frankly, a lot of the stuff that we thought that we were going to get this year with this West Coast offense that just never never happened. Um, so yeah, I think of a, a run first offense, pass second, and um, yeah, just sort of limit the amount of sample size where the self-inflicted wounds would happen. Just manage the game better. Yeah. You know, what, uh, you look at like the Giants and how they just manage football games and it got them to the playoffs. So just managing football games better. And it's, it's the bottom line is it's all about winning. It's not about, you know, Russ's stats or uh, all these other things. And it's not about Russ throwing touchdowns. It's about finding ways to win games. And every game is different and unique and, yeah, you mentioned the Colts game. You just think about that game and some of the bad decisions from Russ. And well, you put him in bad decisions. Right. You put him in a bad situation to right. make bad decisions. Right. And so there's a there's a domino effect there. Uh, and if you don't put him in those situations, guess what? He's not going to make bad decisions. So you got to take some of that away and off his plate. And and there you go. And that helps right away. Just like that. Simple things like that should help a lot. Um, and I think I think also uh, you, you want to finish no. your thought. Well, I, I think also, and this is this can be a hard thing for me to explain or define. But I think the entire overarching philosophy from a year ago that was both unspoken and actually spoken repeatedly by the head coach who would say it's all about Russ. It's all about Russ. How many times do you think we're going to hear Sean Payton this year say it's all about Russ? Zero. Absolutely, positively zero. And so the whole theme of the Broncos this past year was Russell Wilson. It's like, wait a second. Wilson's name's on the back, not the front. What are we doing here? Why are we mismanaging what matters the most? And it felt like too often this year it was Russell first and no better example than that Colts game. I will never forget that for the rest of my life. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad one. There's a few of those um, this year. I think just having Sean Payton will definitely eliminate what we saw, a lot of it, and, and, and hopefully it, it eliminates all of it. Just it was it was scary watching Russ and, and the and, and just the the decay of his game and just how it kind of just eroded and all of a sudden his footwork was awful and, and his reads were all over the place and just it there was no rhyme or reason and that's where coaching comes in. You got to really coach him hard and those types of things and and um and then I think, you know, like I think about the first game of the season against Seattle. I mean I was just I came in here and I was just ecstatic about what I saw and I didn't end well, but I'm like offensively Russ was cooking. I mean, this is yeah. great. And then it just kinda slowly went the wrong way, right? And things can can happen like that very quickly. So hopefully we can build that back up and that foundation and, and with some running game like you're talking about, really focus on that running game and, and just do some things to help him. All right. Uh, we are reacting to the news that Sean Payton has been hired as the next coach of the Denver Broncos. We're going to be following this thing very closely as it comes into focus. Uh, who is going to be the staff? When's the press conference? Uh, so uh, stay right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan, for all the latest on that. But outside of Russell Wilson, 
who next benefits the most from Sean Payton's arrival in Denver? That's coming up next. that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. start if I knew what you teased. It's never stopped you in the past. I don't know. Hijacking is your middle name. Well, I asked Kistner like 10 seconds ago. I said, hey, I got 30 seconds to go wash my hands. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, my bad. My bad. My bad. That's bad game management. Yeah. yeah. I I accidentally lied. (laughs) Do we need to hire a a Rossford? Yeah. Yeah. Help you back there? (laughs) Analytics is not your forte, uh, Kistner. And he has a clock right in front of him. It shouldn't be that hard. Um, 30 seconds turned out to be three seconds, actually. Right. And then we listened to 30 seconds of music, uh, and it wasn't even a good song. Don't like that song anyway. Goodness gracious. Um, Bad start to this segment, Kisner. Uh, we're going to figure it out. We're going to we figure all, it out. We always do. It's a first down penalty. That's right. It's not a big deal. It's like when I was with the Colts. What, false start? No problem. Baby setback. Yeah. Just um, give us more stats. <laughs> there you go. Stat builder. Perfect. There you go. Uh, outside of Russell Wilson... And do we agree on the premise that outside Russell or uh, Russell Wilson has the most to sort of benefit from Sean Payton's arrival in Denver? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's, that's it. It's Russell, Russell, one, two, three, four, five, and then we'll figure out the other stuff. But yes, it's all about trying to fix Russ and get Russ back on track. Do you think that Sean Payton was given some sort of assurance during this process? That if things do not go well, and we've been talking about this for a while now, that if things do not go well, that Sean Payton has the license to move on from Russell and the Broncos, more importantly, move on from Russell and have to eat a whole bunch of really brand new spent money. Do I think the Broncos... And Sean Payton discussed that? Yeah, like that. Well, first of all, I'm not asking you that because that had to have come up, right? That had to have come up. So what are you asking me? Was Sean Payton, do you think, I'm obviously asking you to speculate here, do you think that you have water all over you. Like, did you try to drink water? And like, no. What did you do to yourself? You got water so, all over it's, your It's not water. What, uh, it, it's actually worse. It, it's Italian dressing so from I, that sub I got you this. Had? I got Goodness, this. I got this Italian I mean, sandwich. It's really a sandwich I created when I was 16 that everyone's like. They stole. Stole from me. Intellectual property that I created at Subway uh, when I was six, 15, 16 years old. Yeah, but, you're, the, you're the first one to make that Italian turkey. Yeah. Tiger, like, tiger, first one. I'm not a fan of ham on my sandwiches, right. but I love pepperoni and salami. Get the ham off of there. Put the turkey on there. About 10 years after I made it, Subway comes out with the turkey Italiano, but it's really the Zehova. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it from this place, Bojo's, who's got a pizza spot up in the mountains. 
um, somewhere up there, and we actually went to it this past year with my family. But they're del- they got a delivery service now. It's this Italian sandwich, but the sauce comes on the side. So I was dipping the sandwich and eating it. Yeah. It just got all over okay. my face. Gotcha. Gotcha. <sighs> um, so what is your question do for you, me? Do you, believe, do you believe that Sean Payton was given assurances during this hiring process that if Russ is truly cooked, that <sighs> they can move on from him after this season? He's and, well done. He over, we overcooked him. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Had to have, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to have that conversation of what if Russ is broken – what what is going to be are y'all are y'all making me keep him and, or can we start looking for a new quarterback? I think um, you, you you absolutely uh, had that conversation or had to have that conversation. And if you're Sean Payton, you want to know that. That's a big part of this thing. Is like your quarterback that's making all this money that was broken this year. What happens if he's not fixable? How are we going to proceed moving forward? Yeah, I, I think that's that's um, yes. I, I think that probably happened and. And I don't think these owners are um, quite concerned with with that. If he plays bad, we'll get rid of him and let you try to find a new quarterback. Spread the dead money out, right? There's there's mechanisms, right, where you could try to. It's going to suck regardless. I mean, this is this is a brand new deal that hasn't even kicked in yet for a quarter billion dollars. That's got uh, how much was the guaranteed? It like was 160? like one sixty, one hundred and sixty one million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so it would be a serious financial hit. But I don't think th- – this is why I think it's super reasonable to ask the question. And and not only is it reasonable to ask the question, I think it's super reasonable inbounds to speculate that they, of course, greenlit that um, the prospect of that happening. Because if not, this was already not a great job, in my opinion. What makes it different than another not great job is this ownership group will pay you between $17 and million, uh, $20 million to do it. But if you said that, no, Russell's with us for – at least the next three years, that you can't right. you can't touch this job. No, especially if you're Sean Payton. Right, exactly. Who could have gone back to the studio and then come back out next year and been a hot candidate next year? You wouldn't touch it if you're if you know you're going to be stuck with Russ for three years. Right. So yeah, I think it's I think that's super reasonable deduction skills here. Yes. Um, who's got who's who's got the next most to gain with Payton's arrival? Is there any player position? I mean, any does your mind go anywhere? It goes to a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of guys. You look at a guy like Javante Williams. I mean, Sean Payton said, run the football. Take some pressure off Russ, run the football. So right there, you look at a guy like Javante Williams. Uh, Hopefully this whole offensive line benefits from Sean Payton's arrival, a new scheme, new thought process, new philosophy. Uh, And then, I mean, I I just look at everybody offensively, receivers. Well, these receivers, you know, with a new scheme and – uh, hopefully a better Russ. They all should benefit tight ends. So everybody on the offense should should benefit here. I mean, that's where we're, all hoping. we're hoping to see a much better product. If we see a much better product, that means everybody's playing better. Everyone's benefiting from it. So I got to look across the board and say yes, 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 and yes. And hopefully the biggest beneficiary is the fan base, who has waited the better part of a decade now. I mean, it's only the New York Jets. That's it. That. That's who else has the longest playoff drought than the Broncos right now in uh, in the National Football League. So, um, Tom Brady. Tommy. Said goodbye. He did it super casual. We have the audio. We'll play it here in a second. Um, oh, do we have it? Okay. This was uh, this was Tom Brady on his social media this morning. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. 
I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. He was getting emotional there at the end of it. Yeah. He uh, refers uh, to his competitors. You were one of those competitors. You shared a football field with Tom Brady, um, the most accomplished NFL player of all time, uh, seven Super Bowls. How? how I, yeah, I watched them all. I watched them. I still don't know how. Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Um, from an accomplishment standpoint, there's no one greater. And you're probably going to be telling your grandkids about that. No, really, really cool. Uh, obviously, the career he had, uh, unbelievable, remarkable. Did it for so long and at such a high level and still playing good football. Could still sling it um, at age, what, 45? 45. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, it's, uh, you know, finally coming to an end. It's like, goodness, is it ever going to end? And I thought he was coming back for one more year. Me too. You know, roll it back one more year. It just, it takes a lot, you know, and he's got kids that are getting older. Obviously, he had a divorce this year. Uh, so it's just a lot that you put into it that he has to put into it at that age to get his body and uh, mind ready to play yeah. football. Uh, but what a, what a great career. Um, that he had and, you know, probably cost me a couple more Super Bowls. I feel like I would have had if it, if he wouldn't have been there in New England, might have four of them. Uh, so, uh, but it was, uh, you know, you knew going into those games, it was always going to be a battle. Always, man. And, you know, I, there's no way of knowing, but him saying, hey, I don't regret a thing. I wonder if in time, obviously I'm speculating, I don't know Tom Brady, but I wonder if in time he looks back as like, Maybe I should have left after that one year that he maybe should have won MVP last year. This year, too often, he didn't look like he was living a dream job that he that he came back for. Um, and I wonder if we'll ever hear it maybe down the road 10 years in a book or something like, yeah. you know, that, that, that cost me a lot. Yeah, uh, could be. I, I, I You know, you, you look at him getting divorced, and I don't think he got divorced because he came back to play football. You got to have other issues. Of course. Right? You know, it's not just because he came back to play football for six months. Like, we're done. So I think there was probably a lot of other stuff there. And, um, you know, it's I, I, look, you commit to it, and you, we'll see. We'll see. I I, I probably disagree with you. I, I think he, he wanted to have one more crack at it and, you know, did it. It didn't work out great. But like he said, you know, there's no regrets there. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll come out later. Um, but – you know, they still made it to the playoffs. They did. And, they uh, did. But you also heard, um, you know, their, their quarterback coach went on and was talking about what Tom went through this year uh, and, like, how much of a toll you could tell that everything off the field yeah. took on him. Yeah. You know, from the time off to, yeah. to and during training camp to um, just the, the, the grind of getting that divorce during the season and, and how tough that is. Yeah. And then you got you to still wake up and – and perform 
you know, in, in, with the spotlight on you. That's that's a tough, tough thing to do. So uh, I'm sure that that weighed a lot on him this year and took a big toll on him. Yeah, while being a dad, yeah, trying to win. I mean, the expectations are the, the ceiling. I mean, goodness. Um, I hope he finds peace, man, and we'll see what happens next. Is he going in the booth right away? Will he be any good at that? I Right, that's the hard thing. I mean, that's not an easy deal there to all of a sudden just be dropped in the booth. And then you're taking over for Greg Olson, who's now, right. you know, the media darling. Right, he's coming up. Right, he's and coming everyone, up. Everyone loves Greg Olson and yep. what he did. So you're trying to replace him. And if you're not good right away. And you're expected to be great. Right. Because you're Tom Brady. Because you're Tom Brady. But it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, happy retirement to Tom Stinkin' Brady, who they have the graphic up uh, on the big screen here in the studio. That's official. The old guard. Sorry to catch up with the old guards. Done. It's gone. Ben, Eli, Peyton, Philip, and Tom. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anyone else in that list? Uh, but there, it's, it's done. It's officially done. Now it's you know Josh Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, yeah. Herbert. Yeah, I guess Rodgers, yeah, Rodgers maybe is still, still around. around. Yep, you're right. So Rodgers is still around. He, I, I would put him in that category with the old guard still. Yep, but seasons change, you know, yeah. change, change, change. Um, and Rodgers yeah. might be done. He could be. He could be. Um, okay, every season turns. All right, what are our early reasonable expectations for the Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos? Have that conversation coming up next. Reacting to the news that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. Eventually, things take over. It becomes cool to just, you know, make fun of stuff. And it's like, loved Creed. Gosh, so good. They had the light for a second, for sure. He had the long hair going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this? Like, maybe like 2003, four? Creed higher? Oh, yes. God, I mean, like, you could put almost on any song on there. It is 99? Damn. awesome. So this song is like tw- almost 25 years old? This would like be like on the on the oldies station almost. Creed, Candle, Candlebox. Candlebox. They had a song or two Man. that was... Uh, the I'm, box. I'm not familiar with yeah, that. That was, much, like, but that was like 90, maybe 95-ish. Okay. 96. Oh. Isn't that crazy though? Like this would be on the old... Kind of like this is like oldies kind of... Because I remember being yeah. in, like, like, the late 90s and early 2000s. I used to listen to the oldies stations, and they'd be, like, 50s, 60s, 70s. But then they transitioned to 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. What about Chubby Checker? This is going to move on like that. Yeah. Chubby this would kind of be in that, like, kind of in that tw- almost 25 years old. That's crazy. 
right, what should be uh, reasonable expectations uh, for the Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos Right out of the gate, I know the staff's not built out. I know the draft picks hasn't been haven't been picked. But just here, as we sit here on February first, is it? Um, what's what's a reason? What's a reasonable forecast? A reasonable talking about outlook. wins losses. Sure, give me eight wins. Give me eight wins, and I'll take it right now. Eight nine, take it right now. That means Russ is playing much better. It wasn't a complete disaster. We're moving in the right direction. Uh, that that's where I'm at. I'm not going to say, hey, 10 wins. You know, like, come on. Come on, people. This thing is broken. Bad. It is. Okay? It is um, awful. So it's, it's, it's hard to make that type of leap, especially in this division. But let's just get this thing moving back in the right direction. Okay? And... And and give us some 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 hope there. So eight wins for me, I think, is reasonable expectations here. Uh, I don't want to set the bar too high. Sean Payton isn't you know, and uh, going to make you know wine out of water. There you go. There right? you I go. Mean, that, that's just not. You got to have something to work with here, right? And and that needs the roster needs upgrading. What do you think reasonable expectations are for Sean? Um, I now if you want Broncos, if, if if you want to pin me down on a number, you can here in a second. But this is how I would just. Well, make, that's what you did to me. Do you think you don't you don't get to answer the question? You just put it on me and you well, just do whatever you want. Well, you said what, what do you want a win total? I said sure, right? Because well, that's what I want too. Then I, I give, give me a win total. I can give I'm you that here in a second. Down. No, right now I want the win total first, and then you can ramble on. Start with seven wins. Okay, I'm trying to look at this as reasonably as possible. This is a broken operation. I don't think you're going to be able to put it all back together in one fell swoop. Oh, and you don't have a bunch of draft picks to do it. So I'll start with seven. If you're going to attach a tangible, you're going to ask that unfair question. You're going to attach a tangible win total to it. Um, Here's where I would just start, man. I want to see a competent operation Sunday in and Sunday out. I want a team that shows improvement. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less worried about the final destination of where the team will end up and more of getting off the mat and looking like a prize fighter once again that, yes. that, that can at least hang for, you know, 12 rounds with the opposition. Not finishing last place in the AFC West for four out of the last six years. Um, this is a team that just, you know, you'd be picking five if you weren't sending your pick to Seattle. That is, you are incompetent as an operation. So I'm looking for... Um, um, let's just start with improvement. Seven, eight wins. I think if you got to a winning record, that would be like, oh my gosh! Immediate Ad Warner stir. Can't believe you went from five and twelve to nine and eight. Is, yes, is, is nine and eight realistic? Yeah, it is. You know these games are razor thin. The margins, and we saw it this year. I mean, we could have flipped three or four games if we hit all green lights and things went our way. We could have flipped three or four games very easily. This year, uh, so it can happen. You got to go out there and make it happen. Uh, you, but you need stuff to go your way. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I'm not. That, that's not crazy. Now you start getting the double digits. I think that's a, that would be a little bit crazy. But you could get to a winning season this year. I don't see it happening. See it more like eight wins. You said seven, and you're right, Zach. Ultimately, it's not the. You know. It's not the final numbers. It's how you got there. What did it look like? What do your eyes tell you? Is this a competent operation? Is this thing moving in the right direction? 
Um, did we lay a good foundation here for Sean Payton moving forward? And he's definitely our guy, and we got that figured out. And you know, he'll 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 you know take a big step in in year two. That's 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 really what we need and what we're looking for. We should be looking for this year. It's actually not too dissimilar from how I'm looking at what's going on up in Boulder. Yes, it's like you're, yes. you're trying to get off the mat. Can you get to five wins? Can you can you can you get to maybe maybe six, and then in year two make that leap for playing for a Pac-12 championship? I, I put the I put the poll out on Twitter, and here's the exact way that I framed it. Okay, at about nine o'clock this morning, it'll be available for the next twenty hours if you want to chime in. But I said, what should be the expectations in year one of the Sean Payton era in Denver? Simply show improvement from a five-win team, a winning record, or playoffs. What do you think was the number one show improvement, winning record, or playoffs? I think the number one would be winning record. You're spot on. Okay. 47, there's over 1,000 votes, so it's good sample size. 47% said winning record. What do you think the next one was? Um, I, I think it's uh, because this is fans. They'll probably say playoffs. You're spot on. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But this this is what fans do. They have unrealistic expectations. And you, you hear Sean Payton and you're thinking Super Bowl. And you get all, you know, goo goo gaga and like, no, people, people, people. We got to realize who we are, where we've been, where we're trying to get. That's not easy to do. You know, Peyton Manning ain't walking through the doors. Right? You're not getting Peyton Manning dropped in on you. You know, and here we go, and then you can make that type of jump and leap, and you're a Super Bowl contender. Hopefully, Russ is better, but Russ ain't Peyton. No. So it's like let's just, and I get it. You want to you know look at that, and you you don't want to like settle. It's kind of like settling, just saying, hey, I just want to see improvement this year. I, I get that, but that's just more realistic in our situation. Forty forty seven percent said winning record. 35% said playoffs, leaving just uh, 18%. So less than 20% of the audience said show improvement. But I'm with you. This has been, you're trying to, this is seven years of built off stuff to think that this is going to be add water and stir immediately from a guy who's not actually on the field. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. Let's see what, it, but I'm obviously, I think we're all encouraged about the direction that this thing's going. Yeah. Um, need, a, need a big, need a big upgrade with the roster. Yep. You know, you can't, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not a magic worker here. I mean, like it's you still have to have the players. It's it's still about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yep. All right. Uh, how many draft picks? George Payton's got that covered, though. Hey, speaking of which, speaking of which, how many draft picks do the Broncos have post Sean Payton trade, and will that number change? It's next.